When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. Got major playoff contenders in action tomorrow on a very special Carlin versus Joe on ESPN Radio on Sirius XM Channel 80. And of course, on your smart speakers, Chris Carlin, Joseph Fortenbaugh on your pre Thanksgiving Carlin versus Joe. How are you, my friend? I'm great. We are not streaming on the app today, so I didn't shave. I'm wearing a T-shirt, no product in the hair, sitting, not standing. Very comfortable. How about yourself? Dressed exactly and looking the same as always. Not much we can do about it, so why bother? Like Steve Jobs. (laughs) Yes, exactly like Steve Jobs. (laughs) We. How would you even look in a turtleneck? (laughs) You have to have a neck to wear a turtleneck. Like, I used to wear the mock turtleneck, and that was just mocking me for not having the neck. Like, I I just, I don't remember. Seriously, I probably last wore a turtleneck circa 2018, a turtleneck sweater. Oh, wow. It came all the way up right underneath my mouth. You were eating it. Almost. It was it was that bad. I'll tell you, back in the day, and tonight's the big night for all the young people oh, going yeah. out tonight. Have a ball, do your thing, stay safe, don't make make good decisions with the driving. We want to get that out there first and foremost. But this was such a great night. I'm 42, so you go back about 20 years ago when I was out living that dream on this night. That was the peak era of turtlenecks abercrombie structure if you remember stores like that like sure. i had a turtleneck collection you could only dream of now i also had frosted tips and a few other things going on that weren't all that appealing <laughs> but man the turtleneck era was an era that your boy lived he lived it hard yeah listen and you got the war war, war scars to show for it right <laughs> We are presented by Progressive Insurance at 888-ESPN. That is your chance. The Dr. Pepper call-in line to be a part of Carlin versus Joe Nation. 888-729-3776. ESPN Nation presented by Dr. Pepper. It's not college football season without the delicious taste of an ice-cold Dr. Pepper, the one fans deserve. I was watching First Take a few minutes ago, and Mad Dog is going off about how tomorrow on Thanksgiving Day, he has got to be around 900 of his in-laws all wanting to make a uh, conversation about what Stephen A. Smith is really like while he just wants to sit and watch football and bet on the games. Well, guess what? You all feel the same way. We feel the same way. And we're getting you ready for that today. You got the Lions Packers tomorrow. You got the Cowboys Washington tomorrow. You got the 49ers Seahawks tomorrow. How about this, Joseph? The Detroit Lions this century are 5 and 17 on Thanksgiving. And now <laughs> we actually have a reason to, you know, get home a little bit earlier from the annual turkey bowl that you shouldn't be playing in that you're going to pull a hamstring in and you can get in front of your TV on time because the Detroit Lions are now in a position where they Uh, really in front of America tomorrow, 
get to establish themselves as to what they are this season. They did it opening night against Kansas City, and they get a chance to do it again tomorrow. As a nation of complainers, of which I participate quite frequently, as a nation of complainers, it is important to demonstrate gratitude and thankfulness in situations where we often complain but have no reason to complain. For years, the complaint has been, how do the Lions continue to get Thanksgiving Day? Get them out of here. Right? We have complained about these matchups, and we have complained about the Lions for years. This year, we have an incredible card. All three favorites on the card are three NFC championship contenders. You've got Detroit, you got Dallas, you got San Francisco. On top of that, San Francisco is taking on Seattle in a great divisional matchup. Seattle very much in the playoff picture as well. Now, the Commanders and the Packers may leave a little bit to be desired, but let's be honest, Carlin, how great is this card tomorrow? It's very terrific. rare. Very yeah. rare is the Thanksgiving card with this sort, of, this sort of beef to it. And then on one other note here, how do you feel if you're the AFC today? You got nothing. This is six yeah. NFC teams. The NFC it's their time to shine on Thanksgiving Day. They used to definitively give you an AFC team in the either Dolphins. Dallas or in Detroit, <laughs> and now they don't do it anymore. Seemed like Dan Marino got a lot of uh, Thanksgiving games. Exactly. Leon Lett kicking the football down <laughs> yeah. the field. All those. Absolutely. Um, you know, Joe, I'm trying to make some sense of how I'm supposed to feel about the top of the NFC right now because we both – would put Philadelphia and obviously San Francisco who plays tomorrow night against Seattle in that mix. Yep. And then there's Detroit. And then there's the Cowboys. And we have all jumped to this conclusion that Detroit is better than and is a better contender than the Cowboys, frankly, just because we have more postseason data on Dallas than we do on Detroit. We have collectively given Detroit the benefit of the doubt, either A, because we want to hate Dallas, because you either love the Cowboys or you hate them, or B, because the Cowboys have shown themselves too many times to not be able to get it done in the playoffs. So I'm kind of wondering if we're just wrong for doing that. The Lions are an easy team to root for because they have been that team for so long. But where... Are we being unfair as we do this? Well, we're we're victims of psychology here. These cognitive biases like recency bias that we talk about so often on these shows because we we can be flawed in our thinking in the following sense. Because something hasn't happened, it won't happen, right? That's where it is with the Dallas Cowboys. The Cowboys do not succeed in the postseason. They always come up short. Therefore, they will continue to fail in the postseason. They will continue to come up short. But where this is drastically proven wrong is March Madness, right? A 16 seed has never beaten a one seed. We say it every year right up until it happens when Virginia goes down as a one seed. Doesn't mean you should predict it every year, but just because it hasn't happened doesn't mean it it can't happen. With the Lions, this is the hot new flavor bias, right? Like we like the team. We like the coach. There's a lot of personality. They had a really fun win two weeks ago against the Chargers. They had a great come from behind win against the Bears this Sunday. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of excitement there. We like the new kid on the block. This is when we're talking about MVP voting and voter fatigue. People get tired of the same old thing. The Lions 
give us that freshness. The Lions give us something new. So we're more willing to buy into them than we would be Dallas because we've seen it before. I think when you break it down, it comes down to one key thing, which is why people would be more willing to take a leap of faith with the Lions than they would with the Cowboys, and it's the coaching matchup, right? Look at Dan Campbell in that matchup against the Chargers. He pushed every button in that game correctly. And it doesn't mean that the decision was always correct, but he got such favorable results. It was the anti-Brandon Staley performance. You have Brandon Staley out there repeatedly making good decisions, but getting awful results. Campbell was making good decisions and getting great results. He looks like a genius. Mike McCarthy, quite the opposite when it comes to those decisions. Uh, So I put it back to you. When you look at those two teams and you assess the coaching, do you think Detroit has a strategic advantage over McCarthy and Cowboys? No question. No question they do. But it's not the only reason. Like, is for you, is that the primary reason why why we're looking at it this way right now? Yes, that's for me. But that has always been that way because I do not believe McCarthy. I think McCarthy's a great regular season coach when it comes to stacking wins because he's able to go up against average to right. inferior coaches and his talent will 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 win the day. When he gets to the playoffs, he no longer has that advantage. He has to outthink Shanahan, Sirianni. He has to outthink guys like Dan Campbell. And I don't know if he can do that because I don't see him do that almost ever. Yeah. And frankly, he had somebody to outthink opponents for him when he was in Green Bay having success. And that was Aaron Rodgers, who was yeah. basically running the offense and doing all that outthinking. And if you'll remember, that was when they went in and beat Dallas in the divisional weekend after they had a, a massive season. I think they went 13 and three that year. Uh, listen, I, I think that there are many advantages there, but I am in a very uncomfortable spot of wondering if I'm treating the Cowboys unfairly because of it. If wondering, like, I'm just so anxious to give everybody else the benefit of the doubt over them, and it's, for me, it's just the history. I am very much a big, when you show me who you are, I'm going to believe it type guy. And the Cowboys have time and again shown me who they are. And this season, they just haven't been up to the task. Yeah. You look at it, look, it'd be easier to get behind the Cowboys if every now and again they can throw you a bone. Part of the problem for the anti Dallas sentiment is they make it so easy to root against them. This year they're seven and three. Their wins are against the Giants, nobody cares. The Jets, nobody cares. The Patriots, nobody cares. The Chargers and Rams, nobody cares, nobody cares. The Giants again and the Panthers. That's not going to get anyone excited to believe that you can win a big game in the playoffs. But we saw you play a big game against Philly. You blew it late. We saw you play a big game against the Niners. You blew it early and you blew it often. And then we saw you lose to the Cardinals. Give us a reason to believe you can be somebody different this year and we'd be willing to buy into it. But we watch when we watch Detroit go to Kansas City in week one and win that game, we suddenly think, all right, this team, we got to take them serious. Dallas doesn't give us a reason to take them serious. Blowing out Carolina is not a reason to take a team seriously when it comes to having a legitimate shot at winning a conference championship. Until they're able to do that, they're going to be on the wrong end of these conversations because we have no reason to believe anything's going to be different this time around. I don't like sitting here and questioning myself, even though I do it a decent amount. Yeah. But in this spot, you... I'm coming around to what you're saying, but I, I still have to. I, like I'm looking at the Lions' schedule down the stretch; they're not going to be playing anybody that's really going to show it to me. And maybe I'm downplaying the win over Kansas City because it's the beginning of the year and it's an emotional night, and they're getting no their Kelsey. rings and all that crap. You know, no Kelsey. 
No Kelsey that first night. I forgot about that. So, like, there's so much to it. And that's why, with the Lions, I will be very intent on watching how this continues to play out because I did see this team go on the road a couple of weeks ago and get their doors blown off in Baltimore. And so that one is sticking with me a little bit more. Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 80, presented by Progressive Insurance. It's insurance for motorcycles, for boats, for RVs, for protection on the road and on the water. See how much you can save at 1-800-PROGRESSIVE and at Progressive.com. Joseph, as we saw last night, they may as well just hand over the decision-making for the college football playoff rankings to us. Yes, they should. as usual, we got it right. But what does it actually mean in the coming two weeks? We're going to explain in moments. Carlin versus Joe on this pre-Thanksgiving day. I hope to God that you on this last day before the holiday weekend are not sitting in traffic somewhere, but if you are, you're welcome. Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio. <laughs> this is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Carlin versus Joe. Pizza money alert. Pizza, pizza. We got 10 for you today. 10. I think that's an all-time Carlin versus Joe record. Last night, we lost on the LeBron prop, so we're down 1.1 units. Overall, 83 
80 and two down 5.33 units. Let's turn it around. Here come three college football plays very quickly for you. Number one, Nebraska minus two over Iowa. All about the spot. Iowa just clinched a spot in the Big Ten championship game. They don't have anything to play for here. Nebraska has five wins. They're playing for bowl eligibility. They're playing for that elusive sixth win. Nebraska minus two. Number two, South Carolina plus seven over Clemson. Clemson's been hot. They've turned the corner. South Carolina's won three straight as well. This is at South Carolina. Tough rivalry game. I think Clemson's a little overvalued based on how they've played in recent weeks. South Carolina plus seven. And then finally, Jacksonville State minus two over New Mexico State. Jerry Kill has done a tremendous job with New Mexico State. They're nine and three. They're off a huge upset win of Auburn. I think this is a good opportunity to sell high and back Jacksonville State, who has eight wins in their own right. So the first three pizza monies of the day, Nebraska minus two over Iowa, South Carolina plus seven over Clemson, Jacksonville State minus two over New Mexico State. College football playoff rankings are in. Number one, Georgia. Number two, Ohio State. And number three, Michigan All-State. Put Washington slides into the four spot. Florida State falls to number five. I think it has more to do with what Washington has accomplished than it's a reflection of questioning Jordan Travis. It really was about Washington and what Washington did this past weekend. And as we looked at Washington over the course of the season, looked at Florida State, we decided to put Washington ahead. Well, it's exactly what we thought it should be. And Boo Corrigan right there, who is the College Football Playoff Selection Committee chair, um, basically told you that for them, it had a lot more to do with what Washington's done, but it had to play a role with Jordan Travis being out and Florida State falling a spot. Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 80. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. Joseph, no surprises here. And frankly, while it's unfortunate for Florida State, I, I kind of don't expect much to change here. I think there's going to be some outrage among Florida State people next week when either Ohio State or Michigan loses, and they're still not in the top four. I think they knew what was coming. I think this is a great – I think the Washington win over Oregon State was just a great – Great opportunity for the committee to do what they wanted to do. Get Florida State out of there, but have a legitimate reason for it. And why not? That game was in Corvallis. It's a good Oregon State team. Oregon State was actually a small favorite in that game. So it really adds to Washington's body of work. And unfortunately for Florida State, some of their marquee wins don't look as marquee. LSU hasn't lived up to the billing. Clemson hasn't lived up to the billing. So ultimately, you look at the schedule, and while impressive, it is going to pale in comparison to a Washington team that's beaten Oregon, who's top five, beaten Oregon State, beaten Utah, hammered USC. Like they put a lot of good wins out there. So it gave the committee the right opportunity to move Florida State out. And then moving forward, I just don't know what Florida State's going to be able to do. I found it interesting that they flip-flop Michigan and Ohio State. Did you find that interesting? Like, is Michigan getting punished because they didn't blow out Maryland? I I think that's part of it, yeah. I think that's absolutely part of it. They, They did not play particularly well in the game. And that's when Ohio State is just rolling. That's what's that's what's going to happen. And to your first point about how they could use that Washington game, uh, that Washington win over Oregon State, 
to really drive home the point and not have to deal with the Jordan Travis part of it publicly. Listen to Boo Corrigan and how much he is selling this last night with Ian Fitzsimmons. They've been good all season, you know, and they've continued to stack wins. And you know how hard it is. You're down there on the field. Both teams want to win, right? Yep. You know, it's not like one team doesn't care as much as the other. And that uh, committee was really impressed by the job that, um, that Washington did against Oregon State. Hostile environment, you know, while, while it's not 100,000 people, Everyone there was locked in, and you, you know that. You know, regardless of the weather, they're locked in, and they're locked in the beach and, um, and and wanting to be there for a historic moment, right? So, you know, I think all those factors go into it. You know, the good thing is we're in week 12, right? So you're able to take additional information uh, from the previous 10 games, put it in, you know, look at it statistically, um, make sure we're watching games. And as we talked about before, and we got 13 people in the room and everyone's got an opinion and we want to make sure that we go through that and that we're weighing everyone's opinion as we come to it. So here's my big question for you right now. When we get to next week and we get to next Tuesday after Ohio State, Michigan this weekend, does the loser of that game sit in front of Florida State in the fourth spot? Assuming it's not, assuming it's a tight game, yeah, there's a good case there. There's a good case there, especially if Ohio State is the loser of that game. Yep. Because number one, Ohio State's on the road here. They are an underdog, so they're not expected to win. And then number two, they do have some good wins on their resume as well, although the Notre Dame win doesn't look as good as it did earlier in the season. The Penn State win's a good win, but, you know, Penn State's only played two big games and they've lost them both. But if we see what we saw last year, where Michigan just runs roughshod over them, you can't possibly put them ahead of Florida State. What you're going to do is you're going to sit back and you're going to hope for a few things to take place if you want to keep Florida State out of this thing. And the Washington-Oregon collision course for the Pac-12 championship, that's going to be a very big factor in all of this. Because if Oregon wins that game, what do you end up doing? You're going to put Oregon ahead of Washington when they've ended up splitting the season series. That could end up being the death blow to Washington's playoff chances. Yeah. But I think for Florida State, ultimately... I love what, what Boo's saying there. Well, you know, Washington, you know, the body of work. You had every opportunity to put Washington ahead of Florida State prior to what happened this last weekend. Don't tell me it was an Oregon State win that, that changed everything for everybody because it's not. Washington had already beaten Oregon. It's the best win that either team has put together. They have a win over USC. I believe they took out Utah. You, 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 uh, you keep stacking it. Washington's resume was better than Florida State's throughout the entire course of the year. So the idea that we're shifting now just because of the Oregon State win, no. It's the Travis injury, but it is a convenient way to set up the argument. Yeah, I'm trying to look at this and figure out exactly how Florida State's going to get in there without uh, with, without significant help. You know, well, I, and and do I want to sit there and tell you that they're going to go to Florida this weekend and definitively win? They're six and a half point favorites against a five and six Florida team. Granted, uh, the game is in Gainesville and it's a rivalry game, and you don't have your quarterback. But it's still kind of like, I mean, Florida should not have any sniff at this game if we're being realistic. This is a team that's dropped four in a row at this point and has given up points like it's, you know, candy on Halloween. Just assume Florida State wins out. They're 13-0. and They beat Florida, and then they beat Louisville, who right now is 10-1 and and ranked 10th. That'd be a huge win for Florida State. That would help immensely. If that if that's what they have, I see it right now as only eight teams having a chance of getting in. 
Okay, I'm not like Missouri's number nine. They're nine and two. I'm not putting them in Penn State. All these teams behind. I'm not going to put them in. So here's what you need to worry about. Four spots, four spots, essentially for eight teams. Number eight's Alabama. If Georgia beats them, they've got two losses. They're out. Number seven's Texas. If they would lose to Texas Tech this weekend or the Big 12 championship game, they're out of the equation. Oregon and Washington play each other. If Washington wins that again, Oregon's out of the equation with two losses. That would put Washington in. Let's have Georgia beat Alabama so that Georgia's in. Ohio State, Michigan, loser of that could be out. Winner's in. And then that would be the spot for Florida State. They would need Georgia to beat Bama. They would need Washington to beat Oregon. And then they would end up probably wanting Texas to not do anything impressive the rest of the way. But an undefeated Florida State team should have enough merit to get in over Texas. Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 80, presented by Progressive Insurance. So just how important is home field advantage going to be in the NFC? It's next. Carlin versus Joe, right after Joe tells you about this from our friends at Vivid Seats. Haven't been to an NFL game yet this year? What are you waiting for? Vivid Seats has your back for all your ticket needs. See every tackle, every touchdown, and every play live and in person with great deals on great seats. Plus, with Vivid Seats rewards, you earn rewards with every purchase. They're here for us, the fans, and that's why they offer unbeatable rewards like, get this, surprise seat upgrades. Imagine showing up to a game and finding out you actually have better seats than you anticipated. Free tickets are in that equation and more. Just visit VividSeats.com or download the app today. Vivid Seats, the official ticketing partner of ESPN. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. Mike Tannenbaum and I will have the call on that game on Sunday. Looking forward to it. It's Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio, Sirius XM Channel 80. A lot of intrigue around the fact that Shaq Leonard was released. We'll get to that in a few minutes. Right now, we welcome in Andrew Hawkins, ESPN NFL analyst, who joins us each week. Hawk, we appreciate it. Chris Carlin, Joe Fortenbaugh. So we were discussing this a, a few moments ago. We both put as I think most do, uh, the 49ers and the Eagles, the very top of the NFC. But you have two teams tomorrow in the Lions and the Cowboys who are not all that far behind him. Most of us have seemingly put the Lions in front of the Cowboys. So how do, how do you size this up right now between those two teams? Um, I would 
probably actually at this point give the edge to um, the Cowboys. I think I think if Dak Prescott can continue to play like he played the last four weeks, they're a very dangerous team, and it's not just because of that. Defensively, they are one of the best in the league, and as is the Lions. I mean, these are you know you, you're a luxury of riches when you're talking about these two teams. Um, but Deron Bland coming on at the corner position gives them another aspect of the defense where they're ready. And Dak and Mike McCarthy seem to have found their rhythm, almost to where Mike McCarthy has felt comfortable taking the taking the shackles off of of Dak a little bit and letting them push down the field. They're utilizing the number one receiver in CD, one of the best wideouts in the game, and they now have a formula that I feel like has worked best for Dak. And, and previously, when Dak had Witten um, as that security target, he was playing his best. He's now found that in CD and even the, the, the play calls where it was dink and dunk early in the season. Don't create turnovers. Let's just hold on to it so our defense can win the game. That's now shifted, and they're playing like a complete team. So I think that that continues, obviously, tomorrow against the commanders, but even late in the season when their schedule gets a little tougher, when they got to play the Bills and the Eagles again, and as well as the Dolphins. Good chance the Lions should handle their business against the Packers. Cowboys should handle their business against the Commanders. Night game, San Francisco's got to go to Seattle. Divisional matchup, familiar foes, quick turnaround on a Thursday night. How tricky can that be for a team like San Francisco? It is very tricky. It is very tricky when you go in the aspect of this is Thanksgiving. You know, um, we're professionals. We, we, you know, every kind of player who plays in the NFL has obviously played through holidays and on short weeks and you know it comes down to you know who's coaching staff you feel better about putting the scheme together in a short amount of time and the 49ers I feel like have one of the best staffs over the last you know half a decade and I actually give the edge to the Niners in this one. Andrew Hawkins ESPN and NFL analyst joining us it's Carlin versus Joe on ESPN radio you know when it comes to the Lions They do get a lot of the benefit of the doubt because people want to like the Lions. How do you evaluate them here? You know, you put the Cowboys in front of them for the moment because of Dak, but how do you evaluate the Lions? I think the Lions are a phenomenal team. I think they're probably one of, if not the most complete team. And I mean that in the sense of there isn't one player or position that is kind of running the ship for them, right? Like there's not one thing that their success is predicated on. Yes, we know the quarterback needs to play well enough, but if Dak has bad games like Dak has, their, their floor is a lot lower than the Lions. But when you've seen the Lions, I've, I've seen their rush defense be the reason why they win games. Their, you know, uh, their, their rushing attack being the reason. Their offensive line, Amon Ross St. Brown has won games for them, and Jared Goff has these out-of-his-mind games as well. And so I think I just when I see the Lions, I see a team – that perfectly encapsulates and represents what their coach's philosophy was. And I remember when Coach Campbell came in and we laugh at the sound bites and his passion, but it's very clear, like even in that season where they weren't winning games, they were fighting. And there was a fight to this team last week was another example of that where it did not matter the circumstances previously and it doesn't matter the circumstances now. There is an effort level that this team operates constantly and consistently. And for me, that's why I feel so good about the Detroit Lions, and I think holistically why everybody's talking about the Lions the way that they are. All right, let's go to the AFC. 11 weeks in the books. All eyes, in my opinion, should be turning to Lamar Jackson. 
Uh, Kansas City goes down Monday night. So Baltimore currently the one seed. They've got an elite defense. They've got upgraded weapons and an upgraded offensive coordinator surrounding Jackson. They've got one game they're going to play in a 23-day stretch. Kansas City's got issues on offense. Cincinnati lost Joe Burrow. Buffalo's got issues and fired their offensive coordinator. Lamar got paid. He's got his new contract. My thought process is we've seen the struggles in the playoffs before. He's 1-3 and three in the postseason. This has got to be the year things are different. This has got to be the year that he rises above and that he takes this team where they need to go, which at the very least should be the AFC Championship game. Personally, I think he's got more pressure on him than any other player in the NFL right now. Is that a fair assessment? Um, I'd say no. Um, I'd say I'd, I'd be looking more at Josh Allen than Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson definitely needs to ball out for all the reasons that you mentioned. Uh, I think the fabric of their offense changes with no Mark Andrews. He is their number one receiver. And like any team that loses their number one receiver, they're a different squad. If the Kansas City Chiefs lose Travis Kelsey, there's a, it's a completely different squad. When the Buffalo Bills don't use Stephon Diggs, it is a different squad. And the reason why I say it is Josh Allen is because I'm looking for Josh Allen's development um, at the quarterback position. You get rid of the offensive coordinator things need to take the next step. There is a level of control that the quarterback needs to show. And I would put Lamar Jackson in that bucket too. Um, But I'm just like, I feel like my expectations have waned a little bit in the absence of of Mark Andrews because whenever Lamar is at his best as a passer, nine times out of ten it involves Mark Andrews. And so I think there's going to be a period of them trying to figure out what that passing attack looks like without him in the lineup. Last one for me, Hawk. You know, if I had told you at the beginning of the year that the Jags and Texans were going to be playing a meaningful game come week 12, I'm pretty sure your response would have been somewhat involving laughter. But if, <laughs> considering that is the case, let me just simply ask this. Are the Texans actually ready to win a division? I think they're primed to. They, they got the guy at the, at the quarterback position. Um, and I think it's, he's even been better than expectations and advertised. And, you know, he just has a certain feel to him that, that you expect at a, at a division-winning and, and playoff-ready quarterback. Um, so, I mean, I, I wouldn't be surprised if they did win it because of the way that they're winning games. D'Amico Ryans has been meant so much to them. But offensively, man, I mean, they're, they are it. And it does start at the quarterback position. Hawk, enjoy yourself some bird tomorrow. We appreciate it, man. <laughs> appreciate you guys. Take care. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy All right, Thanksgiving, you too. That's Andrew Hawkins, ESPN NFL analyst, Carlin versus Joe on ESPN Radio. Your boys are in first place on the ESPN Radio Pick'em. Nothing changes week to week. There are some things that there's death taxes and we're in first place. That's yeah. what you can count on. That's what. Although it's been I find like. they, they're trying to they're trying to play a little shell game here to knock us off. I see we're doing four games this week instead of three. We obviously want to give some people a chance to catch up. Yeah. This is this you know this is like White Goodman in dodgeball trying to change the rules. <laughs> That's what Goodman. it is. How do we th- how Touché. do we figure this out? Yeah. <laughs> Touche. Uh, well, it doesn't matter. You can put us in any scenario. We're going to make the picks that are going to make you money. Or, you know, pay attention if you want. But, listen, that's on you. You can put it in pen. Carlin versus Joe, ESPN. This is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio. 
Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. It's a team, man. It's a team. One guy can't do it. It takes all of us. ESPN Radio's Pick'em Challenge. Well, here we are again. Everybody else in the rear view. Trying to catch up, Joe. And now they're pulling some shenanigans to try to make sure that we don't win. But we won't have it. We, it's, it, we are, without the cheating, we are Michigan. It's us against the world. Yeah. As I said, we haven't had the shirts made yet. Carlin versus Joe versus everybody. Yeah, that's what it feels like. Uh, Q Myers stumbled a little bit last week. He was our oh. toughest competition. Q being based out here in Las Vegas has been given it a hell of a run. He and Freddie and Harry are now tied 19-12-2. Three games back of your boys, 22-9-2 in the league. Well... Oh, Unsportsmanlike's there, too. I'm sorry that I uh, ducked them. They're also 19-12-2. Bit of a log jam there for the silver medal. And then Greeny is at... (laughs) I'm sorry. 9-22-2. Amber and Ian, uh, they're riding that struggle bus as well, my friend. We got a little secret for you, by the way. We got a member of the hashtag crew with us here. Oh, we do, do we? You know what, though? I, I don't know that we want to cheat. Do we want to cheat? I don't well, here's know. Here's the thing we... that he, he just broke some news. Cam, do you want to break it to the guys? Yeah, we're not trying to give you any uh, influence because we'll just mess you up. Uh, but Greeny has done so badly this year at the Pick'em Challenge that he has stopped picking the games. Hembo is now picking the games, and Greeny is now in Prague. So Hembo, Bubba, and I picked the games this week. So he's not even doing it anymore. There's a lot in that sentence. I don't even know what to do with all of that. <laughs> Prague is what stands out the most to me. His son is studying abroad there, so he's just visiting. But uh, he wouldn't have picked well, the games yeah, if he was here. Well, yeah, I wasn't assuming he moved to Prague. <laughs> I wasn't assuming it was a Thanksgiving tradition. Oh, yeah, we go to Prague every year. Why yeah. not? I mean, it might have been. but I- Greenberg walking around the halls like, what idiot doesn't go to Prague for Thanksgiving? A toy. <laughs> you losers. You so, losers stay in America to celebrate an American holiday? That's so 
basic. So, Kim, when did he give up the opposite thinking, just to put a bow on this one, where he would pick the opposite of what his instincts were? Uh, like week two or three when he was like <laughs> one in five, and then now he's been picking what he wanted to pick until about two weeks ago when he just handed it off to Hembo. Gotcha. It's been that bad. So Greeny is in last place at 9-22-2. Amber and Ian on the struggle bus at 12-19-2. So let us get to the games. We will start with the Packers and the Lions. The Lions, seven and a half point favorites over the Green Bay Packers. Tomorrow, 1230 Eastern Time. Joseph, go. Lions. Lions would be the play here. Uh, Packers have been awful all year. Just because they put some points up against the Chargers isn't going to get me to think anything different. The Lions showed a lot last week. A lot of people are going to say, oh, they were very resilient. They found a way to win. Most important thing there, they were minus three in turnover differential, and they won the game by five. They were playing awful football. I think the emphasis this this week is going to be on cleaner football, protecting the football, and that's going to be the difference in them covering the spread. You know, I think the Lions defense probably doesn't get enough credit for having improved pretty dramatically, too. Listen, they're still giving up 23 points a game, but overall, last year, they were atrocious. It's baby steps. They're good enough to cover this game. Lions minus 7.5, game one. Game two. The Commanders in Dallas, the Cowboys a hefty double-digit favorite, minus 10.5. Joe? Yeah, once again, I'm not going to be able to make the case for the Commanders. The Cowboys blow out bad teams. I mean, some people will look at what the Commanders just did against the Giants, and they'll bet against them based on that. Can't do that. Can't do that sort of thing. Um, I'm not in love with this pick. I just can't find the angle on the Commanders. Are they suddenly just going to show up and play quality football? Maybe it's a divisional opponent. Maybe Dallas stumbles here, but I'd be more inclined to think the Dallas Cowboys find a way to continue to put up points. What do the Cowboys do, Joe? They beat bad teams. Yeah. That's what they do. I expect that to continue tomorrow. I would have no reason whatsoever to pick the Commanders right now, especially after what happened this past week. Cowboys... Minus 10 and a half. Game three. 49ers on the road in Seattle. Minus six and a half. This is intriguing to me. And this, listen, divisional game, very tricky spot. Uh, Seahawks with a bad loss this past week to the Rams. It is a short turnaround, but they are at home. I am somewhat inclined to take the six and a half, but I'm not locked on that. That's where I'm at as well. It moved off the key number of seven, which was very interesting. We saw pro money come in on the Seahawks, but that was at plus seven, key number. This is six and a half. I know some guys that like the six and a half. Um, One shop out here that I respect greatly opened this game Niners minus nine and a half and immediately made the adjustment. So I lean to the Seahawks here, but at six and a half, I could go either way if you're in love with something. I love it when you're in Vegas and you call a gambling establishment a shop. (laughs) Tremendous. <laughs> and then yeah, the here shot. is the shenanigans. Game four. So we're going to take the 49er, or we're going to take the Seahawks plus Taking six and Seahawks. a half. Okay. Seahawks plus six and a half. Uh, game four, because for some unknown reason, we're throwing a fourth game up on the board. And I think it's unknown to us, but everybody else knows that the fix is in. And they're tired of seeing us up top. You can hate. No, you should be really better off just appreciating. But yeah. here it is. Uh, Black Friday bonus game. Dolphins minus nine and a half at the Jets. Go. 
Uh, you know how I live. Don't hate. Congratulate. That's what people should do. They should be congratulating us. I'll lay it. This is at 10 uh, elsewhere on the market. So if we're going to get the 9.5, I'll lay it with the Dolphins. Not a believer in Tim Boyle. And this feels like one of those games where the last few weeks we've been waiting for the Dolphins to blow somebody out. Struggled against the Chiefs. Had a tight one against the Raiders. Feels like this one gets away from the Jets in a hurry. So I got no problem laying it here. Uh, earlier today, uh, Nathaniel Hackett called Tim Boyle, quote, tenacious in his preparation. Great. So now he's tenacious Tim Boyle from here on. Uh, that all means nothing. Tenacious T. I, I, he is tenacious T, and he will be more like tenacious INT. Uh, I expect this to be the Miami Dolphins uh, covering this easily, minus nine and a half, despite the mysterious absence of all that music all of a sudden. Yeah. Uh, it's Carlin versus Joe, ESPN Radio. So our picks once again, Lions minus seven and a half. Cowboys, there we go. Cowboys minus ten and a half. <laughs> Seahawks plus six and a half. Dolphins minus nine and a half. Now, if you are to pick... Any of those games outside of the 49ers game that would just somehow catch us off guard, which would it be? Commanders. Cowboys are re- Cowboys rest on their laurels. They come into the game. Oh, we've beaten up on uh, the Giants and the Panthers recently. We're great. Remember, that happened early in the season. Didn't they win two games in a row? They look great. And then they flopped in week three against Arizona. Accurate. Here we are again. Two really great performances in a row off Philadelphia. They come out flat against a divisional opponent on a short week. They end up winning the game, but they, need, but they don't have enough to get past the 10 and a half. Gotcha. Gotcha. I know, guys, real quick here. Here's a dynamite drop-in. Um, you know, you're complaining about the extra game, but who's picking the Jets plus nine and a half? I, listen, I don't know. I, you know what I mean? I, I feel like this is going to be a consensus is, is all I'm saying. It, listen, you might be right about that. That actually is a good drop-in. Oh, thank you. Put, you put, might be I run into on one every once in a while. That's one. <laughs> I run into one every once in a while. Listen, you might be right, but the point I would make is if we're going to start changing the rules now the rest of the year, like, you know, all of a sudden, are the teams behind us going to be able to pick NBA games midweek? You know? Yeah. The, the are we, laying, are we laying extra hooks just because we're so good? That's what it feels like. Now, we're, yeah. now we have to lay odds because we're dominating? I mean, I'm sorry. This is generally not how champions are treated. <laughs> this is the Carlin versus Joe podcast on ESPN Radio.